0: This is a WRFI News feature. I'm Celia Clark. Harmful algal blooms, or HABs, occur in the summer months in water bodies across the country. But winter is when researchers and activists review the data and assess the impact of the season's blooms. The toxins are dangerous to human and animal life, and more of them are showing up in the Finger Lakes, especially Cayuga Lake. Walter Hang is the founder of Toxics Targeting. He describes it as an environmental database compiler helping engineers and consultants combined with a public interest advocacy organization. 2023 marks the 25th anniversary of his work in Ithaca. This fall, Toxics Targeting renewed its call for Governor Hochul to implement a HABs cleanup program for the state. When we spoke in October, the initial data about this year's HABs blooms had just been compiled. I started by asking him about the conclusions. What's been happening with HABs this summer? That's their primary blooming time.
1: So a harmful algal bloom is basically when these cyanobacteria, these very, very simple microorganisms that are naturally occurring, suddenly just explode in growth. And this typically happens when there's too much phosphorus that gets discharged into a body of water, like during a big rain. Phosphorus is the growth-limiting factor in freshwater ecosystems. So it's just like fertilizing your lawn. You put phosphorus on your lawn, you get more grass. You put more phosphorus in Cuga Lake, you get more algae you get more aquatic weeds and you get more cyanobacteria. What's the problem with cyanobacteria? When they explode in growth, particularly as you noted during warm weather months, they like warm water. They do much better in warm water. Wintertime, they're not growing very much at all. Late August, it's hot, the water temperature's up with a little bit of excess phosphorus, they just explode. Then they die. Then they release these microcystins that are incredibly toxic. So they can poison drinking water drawn from Cuca Lake. They can kill fish. They're just very problematic. It is just bright green, bright yellow. I mean, you can't miss it. And if you see it, don't touch it. Don't swim in it. Don't let your dog go in it. It's very toxic. And so this year unfortunately not only did Cayuga Lake have again the highest number of confirmed harmful algal blooms of any other water body in the entire state of New York New York set an all-time record of basically um you know these harmful algal blooms and that was 206
0: when you say that Cayuga Lake has had more blooms this year than any other water body in New York State. Do you also mean the Great Lakes? Yep, Lake Whoa.
1: Ontario yeah. you know, is, is plagued with habs, but not to the same level as Cuga Lake. Hmm. And, and okay. so for whatever reason, there's this, uh, there's a dynamic that's going on. So part of it is that the lake is aging. So if you have an alpine lake with very low biological activity, The water's beautiful, it's clear, there's nothing growing in it, you know, the water's kind of cold, there's just not a lot happening. And that's what people like, right? That's what our lake typically has been in decades going by. Mm -hmm. If you go to a very, very robustly active uh, water body, it's got all kinds of, you know, algae and weeds, it's engulfed in all kinds of growth, Um, and it's not as nice to swim in or boat in. So our lake went in 25 years from being pretty much pristine to now having habs all the time. And that's partially due to being eutrophied, but it's also that every single day there's phosphorus being discharged uh, into the lake. Lake Source Cooling is sucking up soluble reactive phosphorus from the bottom of the lake where it naturally accumulates. But unfortunately, then it dumps it into 9 to 12 feet of water in the southern end that's entirely in the photic zone, and that's where you get these harmful algal blooms.
0: So explain, just for people who might not know, what lake source cooling is.
1: So this was a a project that Cornell proposed more than 25 years ago. And what they wanted to do was to get rid of their chlorofluorocarbon air conditioning system because this could have a terrible effect on the atmosphere. And so what they wanted to uh, do instead to air condition their campus was to suck up cold water from the depths of Cayuga Lake. Then they wanted to pass it through a chilling system. Then they wanted to send the cold water up the hill to the cornell campus air conditioned the campus then the warmed water would come back down the hill but instead of being in a closed loop right they dumped the warmed water that had the soluble reactive phosphorus back into the lake but instead of dumping it in the depths of the lake where it's like 39 degrees it's totally dark They dumped it in the shallow southern end of the lake. And the sun shines right on that water. It begins to be uptaken by cyanobacteria, by algae, and eventually by aquatic weeds. And that's how you get this fertilization process going on.
0: So explain what you want the state to do and why you think what you're calling for would be effective.
1: I love Ithaca, and I I believe in in the epic words of Lisa Sanfilippo, that it's worth fighting for. And and so I think I'm gonna live here until the bitter end. It's got three hockey rinks. I love going to games. I coached for 15 years. It's a wonderful community, but like all communities, it's inherited a legacy of toxic sites. Our, our beautiful historic Kugel Lake is horribly impaired. And so now we're basically reinvigorating our campaign to try and get a comprehensive cleanup plan for Cuga Lake and for any body of water in New York that has harmful algal blooms. So our request to Governor Hochul is very simple. You have this registry of impaired waters called 303D. And this is required under the Clean Water Act. This is the whole regulatory system that's supposed to protect Cayuga Lake and all the water bodies that have pollution impairments. So once you get on this 303D registry, you're supposed to get a total maximum daily load comprehensive watershed cleanup plan to restore the waters to their best use. So Cuga Lake supplies drinking water to more than 30,000 people. Its best use is drinking water quality. So if you drank the water and it had these microcystins, you might get sick, God forbid, you could actually even potentially die if you were sensitive to it. So we basically said, this whole program is a bust. It's not being strictly enforced. And what we want is very, very simple. Any water body with a harmful algal bloom has got to get added to 303D, the National Registry of Impaired Waters. That's number one. Number two, you have to have a comprehensive watershed cleanup plan to reduce and ultimately eliminate enough of the pollution impairments to restore the waters to their best use, So if you have HABs, you got to control phosphorus, you got to control nitrogen, another nutrient, until you don't have HABs. And so someone's got to walk all the tributaries, and if you find a manure lagoon that's leaking, if you find a farmer's field where the the, fertilizer is being applied too close to the edge of a stream, all of those contributions of the nutrients have to be controlled. And that's got to be done within two years, right? You have to propose the plan, you got to implement it, and then it's got to be fully in effect and fully funded after five years. So instead of waiting 25 years for Cougar Lake to get a TMDL, right, which is just not happening, we want this program to be reinvigorated. And we're holding uh, Governor Hochul responsible. And why do we think we're going to succeed? It's because so many municipalities are now coming within a hair of not being able to provide drinking water to their um, you know, service area. So the classic example is Auburn, New York. Every year, Auburn comes within a hair of not being able to provide drinking water to 45,000 people because Wasco Lake Is probably number two behind Cuyahoga Lake for harmful algal blooms. And so they have come so perilously close, it's hard to believe. And they've been begging Governor Cuomo, Governor Hochul for a TMDL watershed cleanup plan. DEC is supposed to require a TMDL watershed cleanup plan for all of the impaired water and They just are not enforcing the law. We're talking about harmful algal blooms that are threatening the drinking water in New York for a total of ten million residents. It's New York City. It's the source of drinking water for Skinates, Skinny Addles Skinny Lake, Syracuse, which also gets water from that supply system. It's here in, in around Ithaca because so many people get water from Cuca Lake through Bolton Point. So we're working now with local government officials, including drinking water suppliers, to say we need a solution because New York can't possibly allow drinking water to tens of thousands of people to be curtailed because of these micro That's irresponsible. And so that's how come our coalition letter which people can see at toxicstargeting.com But you'd be shocked at the number of government officials, local municipal officials, that have become signatories. So we're really cranking up the heat on the governor, and that's it, how come I think it's going to be hard to ignore our request.
0: There's a new director for Region 7. Have you reached out to her, and have you heard back from Dareth Glantz?
1: So I, we have not reached out to the um, regional DEC Uh, director, because as far as we're concerned, from a public policy perspective, this is the responsibility of the governor. We're holding the governor accountable.
0: Like so many other things, there's a potential impact on tourism and tourism economy if this were something that couldn't be addressed in a meaningful way. Is that right?
1: You could not be more correct. The economic impact of harmful algal blooms is pretty mind-boggling. So much of our economy is based on you know, tourism and people showing up, right? I drove through Watkins Glen on Saturday and I went up the west side of the lake and it's one winery and distillery and brewery after another. And and what do they all share in common? A view of the water in Seneca Lake. And so if that lake, which it does, suffers these harmful algal blooms, you're absolutely right. They're one New York Times article away from serious disaster. And that's how come we have government to solve these problems, not to ignore them or to, you know, dither around. They're supposed to be enforcing the law. And Kathy Hokel is
0: not. You talked about the role that lake source cooling has, which is a large institutional system. But I wonder if there's anything that individuals can do that would reduce HABs?
1: So individuals can have a beneficial effect. If you're a farmer, and and I grew up in a farming community, farmers have a huge uh, responsibility to make sure that they don't pollute water quality. And the vast majority of them are very, very responsible. They just need help. I, I told a farming organization, it wouldn't bother me if a huge amount of money went exclusively to help farmers figure out how to create buffer zones, how to make sure that their fertilizer you know, operations don't impact water quality. So farmers can do a lot. Individuals can do a lot. You don't want to spread fertilizer in a way that where it will run off your property, go into the nearest stream, go into Cuga Lake or Awaska Lake or Skinny House Lake and contribute to HABs but you're absolutely correct. This is a large-scale problem. So when you look at the watershed for Keuka Lake, it's gigantic. Mm -hmm. When you look at the watershed for the New York City Reservoir System, it's mammoth. And the only way to curtail these harmful algal blooms is for engineers or consultants or for Local governments to go and walk the tributaries and find out where does the pollution come from. Then it's got to be curtailed. And you've got to fund that. You've got to make it happen. And every five years, you know, TMDL has to be updated. And this is an ongoing management, you know, concern. You can't just throw some money and say, yeah, we solved that problem. These are big, big problems. And it's both point discharges, like from sewage treatment plants. Here in Ithaca, we've upgraded the local sewage treatment plants to tertiary treatment. That's all good. But we haven't curtailed the contributions from what's called non-point source pollution uh, in the watershed. And that's the challenge that looms. And if it can be done in the Cuga Lake watershed and water quality is restored, if it can be done in Owoska Lake so that the drinking water for Auburn, New York, is safeguarded, then this can be replicated all over New York State and all over the nation. I work in 12 states for toxics targeting. I see these harmful algal blooms all over and we need a model that'll be effective.
0: Is there anywhere that you know of that has implemented a system or a program that's effective at curtailing or controlling HABS?
1: No. I wish it weren't so. Okay. But the the Federal Clean Water Act hasn't been fully funded hasn't been rigorously enforced for decades. We have drinking water contamination not only in in New York but all over the country. And why is that not getting sufficient attention to problems? Number one, everything is climate change. Climate change, climate change, climate change. And so actually trying to clean up pollution problems, try to protect drinking water, that's very low on, you know, the list of priorities. And that's how come we have to get to a model where instead of just, you know, making a lot of empty promises and making a lot of symbolic gestures, we have to solve problems, whether it be getting rid of fossil fuels like, you know, Community Leadership and you know, Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act. This is a total sham. No money, no action no benefit. You what know, we, about,
0: but what about the Environmental Bond Act? Is there money there that could be used and directed towards this?
1: The problem with all of the Environmental um, Bond Acts in New York is that, yeah, there's always money, but it's not enough. And number one, we shouldn't be going into debt. We should be paying as we go. And so if polluters are causing these problems, they've got to be held strictly liable. That's what the law provides. So, yeah, we need more funding, but the most important thing is we have to elevate actual environmental protection to political priorities. And then we have to hold the elected officials uh, accountable, and that's what we're doing.
0: I remember covering like a few years ago that Governor Cuomo had put money into research in specific at specific lakes, specifically about habs. And the point of that research funding was to find ways to to identify exactly what the problem was and to find ways to address it to to eliminate the habs. What's happened to that?
1: So I'm glad you raised that. You know, uh, original concern. <clears throat> the problem is that. Every single water body that he proposed to clean up, and it was like a handful of them, it's like 10 of them or something, not one has been made free of harmful algal blooms. So what he wanted to do, again, was have the cleanups be voluntary, throw a little money at it, have the news uh, opportunity, you know, get some press, and then keep moving. It's never going to work. You have to have a mandatory regulatory enforcement action. You have to have sustained funding, and you have to have a cleanup plan. Where's the pollution originating? How do you alleviate and eliminate those sources in order to make sure that the HABs or harmful algal blooms are not occurring? And that's a lot of work. New York State has never done that. We need strict government enforcement of the applicable clean water pollution laws.
0: So, in your opinion, if the money was there, if proper enforcement was undertaken, there there actually is a way to clean up or to eliminate the the habs from happening?
1: Absolutely, okay. no question. So, it's
0: not like a pro like something has to be developed. So, I wonder um I wonder if you have any good news for us. So see,
1: (laughs) Anything you're optimistic
0: or looking forward to? Absolutely. I'm
1: optimistic about everything. Like one of the key things that I want to do is I want to take all the paper that we used to send to China. Now China doesn't take our, our secondary waste paper. And instead, we should chop it up and we should turn it into blown cellulose insulation. Mix a little boric acid with it so it doesn't burn. And then I want to insulate every single home, business, church, school, you name it, in New York in one generation. That's 25 years. And that would cut our energy demand by at least one-third. So instead of talking endlessly about getting off of fossil fuel, becoming the biggest fossil fuel producer in the planet, and not increasing wind or solar very much at all in 40 years. This is something that could be done. It's cost effective. I did it to my own house with my eldest son. It is so cost effective. It doesn't cost very much. Hmm. So we need solutions. You're absolutely correct. But we achieve those solutions when we have knowledgeable groups that know the law, know the technical you know, ins and outs of what these problems involve and how they can be solved, but then we have to implement it. It isn't enough to feel so virtuous that, oh, I care about the environment, I care about climate change, I'm driving a Tesla. That proves I care. So toxics targeting faces reality every single day. But by working with literally thousands of activists, that's how we really pack a punch. And also, if we don't have an educated, you know, American populace to decide how to solve these problems, our system of democratic um, discourse doesn't work. And and that's how come. We are the greatest country because we have people who can decide their fate, but they need a little bit of help to understand these complicated technical issues and what they can do to actually solve the problems in a meaningful way. And, and that's where Toxic's targeting and I come in. We're not going to make a lot of symbolic gestures. We want to solve these problems because we want to protect public health and the environment.
0: 25 years is really remarkable. I'm glad we've had a chance to talk today. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.
0: And yeah, yeah. time flies. That was Walter Hang, founder of Toxics Targeting. I'm Celia Clark for WRFI News.